Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Father, we thank you for that word for us tonight. And Father, as we close this time of worship and this time of prayer, Lord, that we are just sealing that word in our hearts tonight. Whoever that was for, it was for many of us. We are sealing that in our hearts tonight. We are not on trial here. And we will walk with that truth day in and day out. And Father, help us to make this a new reality in our life a new way of thinking, a transformed mind. We are not on trial. You have won the victory. You have won the victory. And we thank you for it. We praise you for it. We honor you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 We'll turn around and say hello to someone and say happy Wednesday night. Using this, or you're not using this? No. I'm not. I'm supposed to do that. Is That's that good. Okay? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's for the girl in the back. For me. I think your mic is on. It's for me. What's that? Your mic is on. Check, check. All right. How's everybody doing? Oh, more time. I need more time. Need more time for fellowship. So many people you want to greet. <laughs> Lots of people to greet. All right. Okay. Oh, boy. I see some of our youth are here this evening. Hello. Hello, youth. Well, I'm going to say a quick prayer, even though we just did some praying. Uh, And I just want to remind you, tomorrow is the National Day of Prayer. So there is a couple things going on in our community. Of course, you can pray wherever you're at all day long, but there is downtown. There's some stuff going on. I think weather depending, it'll either be in Perry Square or in City Hall or both. There's stuff going on all around the lunchtime hour uh, that's happening. So I encourage you, if you can get down there during your lunchtime, or maybe you don't have his plans tomorrow, I'd encourage you to uh, go ahead down there and join, join together with other fellow believers praying for this country and this city and we talked about doing something specifically here, and we realized, you know what? This is part of a, com- we want to be part of the community, and we want to get out there. Not that I don't like people coming here to pray, because we do that on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and this is great. But we really felt that promoting people to go out in our community and show up and shake hands and pray alongside different denominations and different people from different backgrounds all praying for our country. So just a reminder, <clears throat> that is tomorrow. Uh, the National Day of Prayer, Uh, so I encourage you to get out, and if you can't get out, that's okay, just remember to pray wherever you are all throughout the day, Uh, and I think there was a little prayer that we have some in the back as well that was in your bulletin on Sunday if you were here, if not, you can grab, uh, there's a little prayer in the back that you can can go pray as well. So Heavenly Father, we just come to you this evening, we thank you for who you are, we thank you for what you've already done tonight, we thank you for what you are going to continue to do this evening. And we just worship you and we praise you. And we thank you, Father, for all that you have done for us. All that you have done for us. 
We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I've got an interesting story. I was talking to John in the lobby, and I had realized, and I wanted to say something about this, and I forgot. Anybody ever watch uh, the NFL? Anybody ever watch an NFL game? Okay, at least the Super Bowl. Somebody's watched the Super Bowl. Well, I like the NFL because I like football. And those of you who like football get very excited on draft day. So what happened on Thursday was opening night of the NFL draft. So this is where they draft all of the college, the top college players that are coming out uh, and making themselves available to be uh, professionals. They could be sophomores, juniors, seniors, whatever. And I was watching it, and this wasn't on night one, and I was a little disappointed when I saw it on night two. I wish they would have done it on night one. But on night two, I was watching the draft, and they profiled a running back from Notre Dame. And I'd never heard this story. I didn't know about this story before. And they showed the story. So they went back and they showed video clips of her, you know, them growing up when his mom was with him as a young child and his dad was there and all this stuff. Well, his mom contracted some disease. And I can't remember the name of it. But she got really, really, really sick. And there was no cure. The doctors did not know what to do. There was absolutely no cure. And they're profiling this story, guys. This is on ESPN and ABC simultaneously, like some of the top networks you can imagine. They're showing this story. And it was just encouraging and uplifting to me. And so they're showing the story, and they, they screen over to She's on all this life support. She is like, that's it. They can't figure anything out to do. They decide as a family to pull life support off. Get rid of all the medications, all the drugs, everything. Like, they have resolved, like, this is going to be it. Well, the son didn't give up. This is the running back from Notre Dame, who eventually did get drafted in, like, the fourth round or something like that. But he knelt by his mom's bed, and she was off life support, and he prayed for her. And he prayed that God would do a miraculous healing in his mom's life. And the very next day, she just gets up out of bed. She's, that's it. Like, she's just, okay, I'm healed. Like, they're like, they can't find anything wrong with her. Like, oh my goodness, God is so amazing, so awesome, so miraculous. And here it was, as everybody gave up, but his faith, he said, I'm not giving up. I am going to pray to God. They took all the life support off. They said their goodbyes. They thought it was over. But God. Amen. And what's exciting to me about that is we're seeing stuff like that here but we also get to see that they are putting it on ESPN. Are you serious? I mean, how many millions of people watch that story? I mean, I wish millions of people would see our services, but what I'm saying is millions of people got to see that. And I don't think this marked by miracles, and I don't think the supernatural healings that we're seeing are in any way confined to these four walls or to this property or even to this city. I truly believe that God is moving in miraculous healing power to arrest the attention of the unbelievers. And I mean, how many people watch that and said, whoa, my goodness. I mean, they're not watching. A lot of unbelievers are not necessarily, and I believe they will, are watching our services or coming here. There's some, and we, we, that's awesome. But millions of people are watching ESPN, and that got that message out. So that is awesome. So I'm praying for more of those things to happen and ESPN to start covering some of those on our behalf to show how good God is. Yeah, sports and arts camp, man. We're doing football at sports and arts camp. Well, and it's called Miraculous. So hey, ESPN may show up. We have to 
you know, maybe we get James Conner to come or something like that. See if he can, he, if he can join us. And you know what? On Sunday, uh, we did, we, the Lord said to pray for people's knees and cartilage and knees. And when I talked to the, the lady afterwards who was supernaturally healed immediately, it's the moment we started praying as a church. The moment we started praying, it was sealed and done, and she was like, she was over and going, oh my gosh, it's like, I have all this pain. And the interesting thing, so I'll put the whole story together, the Lord woke her up at 4.30 in the morning and told her, you need to go to church today. And she didn't want to go. <laughs> I'm telling her story, maybe I should, right? She didn't want to go. She's like, I don't want to go, don't want to go. He wakes her up again at like 5.30. And they're telling me this, and, and she's, uh, or actually, Becky, you were, you were translating for us, yeah. And so what, what Becky was saying is that the time frame in which the Lord was, woke her up the second time was almost right when the Lord told me that someone is going to he- have a healing of their knees. So how exciting is that? So when the Lord says go to church... I'm thinking you go to church. And the Lord encouraged me. If he's saying pray for something specific, then we should pray for something specific because he wants to do a great work. So that, is, that was exciting. I wanted to share that with you. Okay, how many of you are ready to study the word of God tonight? All right, we are in a little series, kind of a mini-series called Developing a Strong Spirit. Developing a Strong Spirit. And last week, we talked a little bit about why develop your spirit. Why should we do it? And we use the analogy, and I know there's some people here that weren't here last week. We use the analogy of the watermelon. And we use the analogy of the watermelon with putting rubber bands around the watermelon. And if you YouTube this, it is a great youth group, fun thing to go do. About 200 to 300 rubber bands into this thing, as you're putting a rubber band around the watermelon, all of a sudden, it just, I mean, it absolutely explodes. So if, you, if anybody was here last week and you started YouTubing it, you will see, like they do slow-mo videos of these watermelons exploding. <clears throat> and so the analogy was, is that we have to develop a strong spirit. Because day in and day out, the world, the enemy, are trying to put rubber bands around our spirit around our lives, around things that we have to go deal with, and rubber band after rubber band after rubber band. And what we have to do is we have to say, okay, there's rubber bands coming. The Bible says rubber bands are going to be coming. And what we have to go do is develop our strong spirit and develop ourselves so that our watermelon doesn't explode on rubber band number 275, right? My, I want my watermelon, I want your watermelon to take as many rubber bands as anybody wants to throw at us because we want to have a strong spirit, not a broken spirit, a strong spirit. So tonight I want to talk about the seven benefits of a strong spirit. There are benefits of having a strong spirit, and there are, there's exactly seven, at least the seven I'm going to talk about. There's probably a hundred. But the seven I want to share with you tonight, not one, not three, but seven. God loves the number seven, so we're going to use seven. Uh, the very first one is a strong spirit will get you through anything. And this is the, basically what we talked about last week. This is the major point from last week. A strong spirit will get you through anything. Proverbs 18.14 And the Amplified says, A strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily pain 
or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Actually, the NIV says, in the part where it says, but a weak and broken spirit, says a crushed spirit. I started thinking about the watermelon. As soon as I started reading the NIV version, it's like the watermelon. Absolutely getting crushed and everything going everywhere. And that is not what we want for our lives. A strong spirit will cause us to overcome physical attacks, the rubber band of the physical attack, financial problems, marital difficulties, job, career, setbacks, emotional challenges, everything the devil throws our way. And one of the great ways we can begin to understand that is what what we read again here is that we are not on trial. Once we know we're not on trial, those rubber bands don't have any, they can begin to not have any effect on us if we begin to believe that our spirit is strong, it is solid. It is solid because of what Jesus did. He already paid the price. He already paid the price. And our watermelon can, can be so strong. Can be, I think Barb was, we, were, we were talking about in the lobby last week after church. It can be so strong. It's like a rock solid. There's no, no amount of rubber bands can bust this. And that's how we want to have in our spirit. I also think of, you know, as your spirit grows and as it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, those little rubber bands that try to come around there, those are the rubber bands that begin to snap because your spirit is strong. They, they have no place anymore. doesn't work anymore. That lie of the enemy no longer is effective on me. And you try to put that, he, the enemy tries to put that rubber band around there and that thing snaps before it even gets around the, around the watermelon. It's done. Taken care of doesn't work anymore. The second one is a strong spirit will help you receive from God. A strong spirit will help you receive from God. And I want to go to Matthew 21, verses 21 and 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith, And do not doubt. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive them. Faith is a major component of developing our strong spirit. The stronger our faith, the more we can accomplish for his kingdom. The stronger our faith, the more we can accomplish for his kingdom. The stronger our spirit is, the easier it becomes to receive. Because all throughout the Bible it says they believed and they received. They believed and they received. And the stronger our spirit is, the bigger our believer is. The stronger our spirit is, the bigger our believer is. And it's interesting, it says we should need to have faith like a child. I see so many of our kids running around in this church. Look, they believe. They are of strong spirit. We can learn a thing or two about the children in our church. They believe for big things. Yet somehow life has made it so that we don't believe for some of these big things anymore. And I want us us to turn away from that and say, let us have faith like a little child. Third one, a strong spirit will help you to hold on to what you have received. 
So not only will it help you receive, but it helps you hold on to what you have received. Galatians 6, verse 9, it says this. It says, let us not lose heart and grow weary. Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap. In his timing, in his time frame. If we do not loosen or relax our courage and faint. (laughs) If we don't relax our courage and faint. If we continue to build a strong spirit all the time, everywhere we go, constantly focusing on that. Everything that we are able to receive when we receive it, we're able to take it and make make it a hold of our lives and make it a profession of our faith. In Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Without wavering. Hold fast there in the Greek means keep firm possession of. We can keep firm possession of that which we received from him. The Amplified says, let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering. These are things that we can retain without wavering when we're building up our strong spirit. You know, the enemy, one, he's a liar, he's deceitful, he's the accuser. And many times when we receive something from our Heavenly Father, for he's a good, he's a good, good father, every good and perfect gift is from him, the enemy comes to try to steal that away. He tries to steal that away. Marriages, so often where you, you've resolved yourself to have a good day, to care for that person more than you have, to show them love, the enemy tries to steal that away. It just happened to us the other day. I resolved myself. You know what? I'm going to wake up. I'm going to show her affection. I'm going to show her love. I'm going to care for her. And I got so distracted. Like this was me praying in the morning. And by the time I saw her, I was so distracted by so many other things. I totally, I didn't even think about it anymore. This was something that God wanted me to do. And I totally missed it. I totally missed it. I let the enemy steal it. And so we have to be, we have to seize and hold fast and retain without wavering. There's a God word side and a man word side to this, to this receiving. The God side is that he provides all that we need. He provides all that we need. The man side is that we have to use our faith and to be doers of the word. We have to do what he's called us to do, what he's asked us to do each and every day. So we can hold on to what we have received. The fourth one. A strong spirit will help you resist the devil and temptation. A strong spirit will help us resist the devil and temptation. Church, this, is a, this fight is real. It is a real fight. Each and every day, you guys, when you're going to school, whatever you're doing, when you're going to your jobs, the fight is real. And what the Lord keeps reminding me over and over and over is is that the battle is not against flesh and blood. This battle that we fight day in and day out is not against your parents, not against your friends, not against your coworkers. We have an enemy. 
He has set himself up against us. He is trying like crazy to put those rubber bands around us, trying to squeeze us tighter and tighter and tighter in every area of our life. So the battle is real, and we can speak the word of God. I love this, I love this comment. It says, reconsider your situation according to the word. Reconsider your situation according to the word of God. What does the word of God say about your situation? Not what do you think about it, not what does your neighbor say, your coworkers say. What does the word of God say about your situation? In Proverbs 6.32, it says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit, he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Now, I don't know about you, but I like, I like Brave. Have you ever seen Braveheart? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. A lot of people have seen Braveheart, Gladiator. Like when you think of someone taking a city, like your mind goes to these movies that you've seen of these warriors that come flying into the cities. They got all these men, they're just beating things up. And oh, they're so powerful. They're so strong. They're so awesome. Like I can't believe what they could go do. And the Bible, like these are battles that have happened. These people were real. These are documentaries. I mean, Braveheart, right? These, these were people that were real. Now the way they show it, maybe that's not how it all went down. That's a little you know, Hollywoodified, if that's the right word. But these things happen. What the interesting thing is, though, the Bible says is he who rules his spirit is mightier than the one who takes the city. So if you could just think of the, think of the Braveheart movie, if everyone has seen Braveheart, think that we, as we rule our spirit and can be strong in our spirit, we are stronger in God's eyes. We have more power available to us than what... what Braveheart or gladiator, these things that we see. Because, you know, the battle that we fight is in the spiritual realm. And we have every tool, everything that we have, we have all that we need to fight this battle. Everything that we need. So that strong spirit will help us resist the devil and temptation and basically basically be able to be strong in everything we do. In Ephesians 6.10 it says, be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6.10, actually, in verse 11. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The power of his might. Like I read earlier in, I want to just go back to Isaiah. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the righteous right hand. His righteous right hand, his power, his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Anything he throws at you, anything he throws at you. The Amplified says that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. All of them, each and every one. The fifth one. A strong spirit will build a protective barrier around your heart. Protect, protective barrier around your heart. Psalm 112 is the scripture that goes with this, verses 6 through 8. Surely, 
He shall not be moved. He shall not be moved forever. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. His heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord, his heart is established. He will not be afraid. He will not be afraid. Strong spirit will build a protective barrier around our heart. The sixth one, a strong spirit will help you withstand impact and pressure. A strong spirit will help you impact, will help you withstand impact and pressure. Go with me to James 1, verses uh, 2 through 4. I just want to read, read that briefly. James 1, verse 2 through 4. My, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Do you know it's almost as if those rubber bands, the pressure that we're feeling is actually strengthening us. The things that he throws at us, and this is like a realization I'm having, the the more the enemy throws at us, when we can remain and have that strong spirit, it's actually strengthening us. It's doing the opposite of what he hoped it would go do. It's doing the exact opposite of what he hoped. Man, I'll just put a little more pressure on there. And all it's doing is building us up to be stronger and stronger. It's like those who work with their hands, not me. Bill, maybe you might know about this. A few calluses on the hands. Those that work with their hands. The more they work with their hands, the stronger their hands become. The more we work on our spirit, the stronger our spirit becomes. The more the enemy tries to throw at us, the stronger our spirit can become. It's a choice that we make. A strong spirit will help you withstand impact and pressure. An interesting thing here is I'm just, this is something I think we all struggle with, we all go through, I do, that our prayers are answered in his timing and not ours. And many a times we, we hope And we pray and we say, man, I want this to be done immediately. I want this to be taken care of immediately. And often, sometimes often it is, and sometimes it's not. And what I've realized is every time that God has not answered the prayer right away, I've looked back and I've seen that the journey that God has taken me on, that I've learned, that I've grown through, that I can use to help somebody else was all part of sometimes of the plan of strengthening our spirit. We think, man, I wish that was done right away. But it doesn't always happen that way. And the last one, Tim, I don't know if you want to come up. I think you have one more song for us here at the end. The last one, number seven. And this is really the ultimate goal of all of this is a strong spirit will help you to help others. This is discipleship. We had a great conversation with somebody yesterday about discipleship. And discipleship truly is making disciples. Who make disciples? You're actually not a disciple unless you're making other disciples. I mean, that is what the definition of it actually is. And so the, the root of all of this is, yes, yeah, so we can live a victorious life. But truly what God has put us on this earth for was to worship him and to praise him, but to help others, to help others. 
Romans 15.1 be the last scripture that I give and we'll close in a song. It says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. So once we are strong, once we've developed a strong strength, we are to bear the infirmities of the weak. We are the ones that have our ultimate goal, our, our prize, our, our, our eyes are set on the prize, the final race, is to go and make disciples. It's the whole reason why we want to have a strong spirit. So let's pray, and then we're going to close and worship tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these benefits that are available to us. And Father, it is amazing <clears throat> what you can do through any circumstance through any situation. So Father, I pray tonight for a strengthening of our spirits. Whatever we might be going through, whatever anybody in here is facing, challenges they're facing, issues they're facing, relationship things that they're going through. Father, I pray that we will just keep our eyes focused on you. Then when we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, all these things are added to us. So Father, I just pray that each and every day our main focus when we wake up is to worship you and to strengthen our spirit. And Father, I pray that no plan and purpose of the enemy shall prosper in any person's life that is hearing my voice tonight. No one. His plans, his purposes cannot prosper. For your word says that you know the plans you have for us. You know the plans you have for us. And they are good plans because you are for us and not against us. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Fathers, we just close out in prayer. We just thank you, Lord, for who you are. You are good. You are faithful. And we worship you tonight. And Father, we just pray, Lord, that you will continue to strengthen us in every way that we can be a witness for you. That we can share our faith with others. And we just pray, Father, for a blessed rest of this week. Father, we thank you that you are for us. And we worship you. We praise you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. If anybody has a specific prayer request or need, uh, we'll be up here for a few minutes after church. Otherwise, you are dismissed. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.